0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Does being in a wheelchair mean you get to bend some rules? We'll find out, but first, am I the jerk for not leaving work to let my kids FaceTime their dad before his surgery? My ex and I are divorced. We share custody of our five and three-year-old kids together. He's been struggling with health issues for about a year now. He had a surgery scheduled and asked if I'd let him have them the day before the surgery, but I politely declined since it was my time to have them and any switch in schedule might affect my work. The day of the surgery, my girlfriend called me from the hospital and put him on the phone. He asked how I was doing, basically his go-to method to ask for something, and then asked if I could let the kids FaceTime him before he went into surgery. I said I was at work, but he asked if I could take a break, go home, and let the children facetime him for 10 minutes. I said I was sorry, but refused. I promised I'd have the kids see him post-surgery, but he started arguing with me. He said that it was unfair enough that I didn't let him have the kids the day before, and that he felt like facetiming them before the surgery was reasonable enough. I had to end the call since there was so much commotion for my coworkers to hear. His girlfriend called back but I refused to respond. I got off work at 7pm and his girlfriend called asking if I was happy and said that he literally cried after the call was ended and after I refused to do what he asked. She called me unreasonable and spiteful for having no consideration for my kids if not their dad and what he's going through. I said I wasn't going to interrupt work when I was already busy. She said that I was making excuses and that she felt sorry for the kids implying I was being deliberately hurtful in my behavior, which I'm not, it's just that I had to work. Am I the jerk for not leaving work and going home just so he could FaceTime the kids for 10 minutes? Work is work, so I totally understand not going home, but not giving the kids to their dad the day before he has to go in for surgery, that's cold. Also hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy these hard-hitting, tough-to-answer questions, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is... Am I the jerk for asking my friend to move a picture of him and his wife because it made my wife uncomfortable? Me, male 32, and my wife Dahlia, female 28, lost our apartment two months ago and moved in with mom temporarily. Issues began to arise between Dahlia and mom and I had to ask my friend Anthony, male 31, to let us move in till I get enough money to rent out. His wife was away visiting family and he agreed, but even there, some issues started to arise. For your information dahlia is very shy around anthony she grew up in a conservative home and so it's understandable but sometimes it can be a bit much i admit that for example she freaked out when she accidentally drank from his glass she also once made a fuss when he passed by the guest's room and she was lying down and the door was open thankfully anthony was super understanding and we were able to talk some of these issues out Last night, Dahlia was passing the hall and noticed a framed picture of Anthony and his wife kissing, hanging on the wall. She told me about it and said it made her uncomfortable. She asked if I could speak to Anthony about it, but he didn't take it well. He gave me a look when I spoke to him and said this was BONKERS because, first of all, his wife put it there and second of all, the picture holds sentimental meaning to him and his wife and argued that it wasn't some EXPLICIT picture of them, just a normal wedding kiss. We started arguing and he said it wasn't like it was hanging in the living room wall or a perfectly lit room. I asked him to be a little more considerate because it's not like I asked him to remove it completely. Just move it elsewhere that Dahlia won't reach or keep it off the wall till we leave. He said that he was sorry but still refused. I explained how Dahlia was feeling but he said that again he was sorry but would not move the picture. We argued some more and he said that it's his house and that I was being pushy and kind of too comfortable to make such a demand and be pushy still. This morning Dahlia refused to even come out of the room until the picture is moved. Anthony is refusing, which makes it worse. Now I feel like I'm getting stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yes, she might be overreacting, but I feel like this isn't such a big ask for Anthony to decline and turn down. For what it's worth, if it were me, I would go the extra mile to make sure my guests are comfortable. Anthony's been a friend of mine for 10 years. I wouldn't have asked to move in with him if I didn't have such a strong bond with him. He himself constantly talks about all the things and situations I helped him out with and we're considered brothers. OP and their wife are staying in their house. It's really kind of the equivalent of, imagine somebody stays in their house and they have a picture of Jesus with a thorny crown on on a wall somewhere. And the people staying over firmly believe in a totally different religion and ask for you to take it down while they're staying there. It's just a bit ridiculous, right? It's a bit much to ask. I think OP and their wife are pretty clearly the jerks in this situation. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my nephew about family dynamics that his parents didn't want him to know? Nephew in question is James, 17 year old male. He'll be 18 in December. The other nephew and nieces in question are Cole, 28 year old male and Melody and Bryony, 30 year old females. My sister is the biological mother of Cole, Melody and Bryony. Their father died when the kids were eight and 10. My sister married James' dad 15 years ago, and she never formally adopted him, but did raise him as her son. There was a lot of tension and conflict in the home, and Cole, Melody, and Bryony all moved out immediately upon graduating slash turning 18. The relationship with my sister then ended. It also ended with James and his father. I stayed in contact with the three of them though, and have always known where they are and that they're not interested in reconciliation ever since my sister took on james as her own they've allowed him to believe that she's his biological mother and that the other kids are his biological siblings and it was only a few days ago i realized he believed that they shared the same father as well my sister and her husband have always encouraged james to believe that his siblings love and want to know him and that they'll have a relationship one day he's been craving that more in the last two and a half years or so he's mentioned it a number of times Some family members and I tried to convince his parents to at least tell him the biological truth so he's not faced with it from people who won't care about cushioning his feelings or making sure he's okay. They refused. My sister said there's no biological truth. They're the parents and all four are their kids and it ends there. James has been talking to me a lot about finding his siblings and being excited to have them back in his life. He mentioned how maybe he could reconcile their parents and them too, and how he hoped to prove that they were never replaced by him and that he knows it must have been hard to have a baby come into the family so much later. He believed that that was what the estrangement was about, what his parents told him. I decided he needed to know after my sister and her husband refused yet again to talk to him, so I was honest. My sister wasn't his bio mom, and his dad was not their bio dad they weren't blood siblings. I told him I loved him and it didn't make him any less of my nephew, but I didn't want him blindsided by not getting the response he was expecting. He asked me if they would actually want a relationship with him. I told him no. He confronted his parents about the lies and the way they were setting him up. My sister called and told me I was a jerk and stepped out of my place by telling him what I did without her and her husband's consent i can see my nephew james is struggling and trying to work out his head after the truth and it makes my sister's words hit harder am i the jerk i think anybody that's trying to find out the truth about their heritage and their biological background deserve to know the truth and them willfully trying to hide it cover it up febreze over the reality of everything I think what OP did was a good thing, and it's better that they get this now rather than any later when it's even more devastating. This next story is, am I the jerk for wanting to meet my daughter after giving up my parental rights? Long story short, I'm 40-year-old female. In my 20s, I had a one-night stand with this guy Nathan, now 41-year-old male, and got pregnant. I first thought of ending the pregnancy, but Nathan had come from a conservative religious background, not Christian, and wanted the baby, so we made a deal. I would give birth to the child and sign away my parental rights. My name's not even in her birth certificate, it's a possibility in my country. And he would pay all the medical expenses, plus some extra for my troubles. That's what we did, and didn't keep contact after his daughter was born. A few weeks ago, a friend of mine who has the same religion as Nathan sent me a post from her temple's youth group. They were asking for donations for the homeless. And one of the girls from the picture looked a lot like me. I searched for her profile and found out that she had Nathan's surname and had the right age to be the baby I gave away. She's 17 now and seems to be doing fine. She's involved in charity work, apparently loves music, and has lots of pictures with friends and family, Nathan, his wife, and half-siblings. I never wanted nor want to be a mother, but I became curious to know more about this human I put in the world. So I texted Nathan's old phone number, which he's not changed, and asked if he would allow me to meet his daughter, since I gave birth to her and everything, and made my intentions clear. I don't want to interfere with his family, just to know her. He then wrote a long text which comes down to the fact that I'm a jerk for wanting to know his daughter now after I abandoned her and that this meeting would only mess up with her head. I told him I was telling him out of courtesy because soon the girl will be an adult and be able to choose herself if she wants to meet me. He then blocked me. Am I being the jerk here? I don't think there's any harm in meeting my daughter. She already has a great family and it would be only beneficial for her to know about her own history, but maybe I'm not seeing the full picture. I think the way OP is going about it does make them the jerk. If someday this girl does reach out and wants to meet up with OP, then by all means, but until then, to go out of your way to try to involve yourself in somebody who's never known you and you gave up on from birth, I think it's unnecessary and it does cause needless drama for them. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister-in-law to stop talking about her miscarriage? I'm 37 year old male, my wife 37 year old female is pregnant with our first bio child. We tried to have a baby in our 20's, went through fertility treatments and nothing worked. This pregnancy was a huge surprise and is a high risk pregnancy. My wife is 20 weeks now, my brother and sister in law have 3 kids aged 5 to 8. Sister in law was pregnant again this summer and had a miscarriage at 21 weeks. They were obviously devastated and we felt awful for them. My sister-in-law talks about her miscarriage a lot, which is understandable, but it's been making my wife really anxious. So I first asked my brother if they, he and sister-in-law, can just stop bringing the miscarriage up in front of my wife. He said, sure, and stopped, but sister-in-law didn't. So I asked her to, and she said that she'll try. She didn't stop. Yesterday, they came to visit us with the kids to stay a couple of days for Halloween. At lunch, my sister-in-law said to my wife, 20 weeks now, huh? I remember feeling the baby at 20 weeks. Sadly, we lost him at 21. And my wife had a panic attack. We, wife, and I left the room, and I came back 30 minutes later and just lost it at my sister-in-law. I told her just for once to shut the heck up about her miscarriage. I feel like a jerk, really. Am I the jerk? I think OP's definitely not the jerk. It's one thing to be going through some stuff and feeling the need to talk about it. But after explaining that they need to stop talking about it in front of her, saying that they would try, and then the way that they brought it up here, honestly, it feels like they're saying it as some fishing for sympathy. Like, how is anybody supposed to handle that comment? Our next story is, am I the jerk for getting braces when my aunt can't afford braces for my cousin? I, 15-year-old female, have always had really messed up teeth, and ever since I could remember, I've always been insecure about my smile. But my family's never really had the money up until my dad got a new job a couple months ago. After begging for the past five years to get braces, my dad finally caved in and agreed to make an appointment with my dentist to get a referral to the orthodontist. And so far it's been going great. Until a week ago when I was coming home from an orthodontist appointment, my aunt randomly decides to call my mom, I'm guessing to check up on her. And basically to sum it up, my aunt asked my mom what she was doing. My mom replied, just taking me home from her orthodontist appointment. Immediately my aunt went silent for a second and then went on to ask if it was for braces. Obviously my mom says yes and goes on to explain how they put in spacers and I'll be going back in a week to get my braces on, etc. That's when she started to get a little bit frustrated and asked my mom why she wouldn't have consulted her considering she can't afford dental insurance for my cousin. She then basically went on to talk about how that could affect my cousin and how I could possibly make him insecure that I have braces and he doesn't, and went on to suggest if I was even going to get the braces on, I should include him in my experience, considering he won't be able to get braces. My mom obviously starts to get aggravated and asked her where she found the audacity to say all of that, and to sum it up, they basically argued for a majority of the car ride home till my mom hung up. Since then, my entire mom side of the family has been calling slash texting my mom, calling her a jerk for getting me braces, knowing my aunt can't afford dental insurance for my cousin, which is weird considering she's always given him everything he could possibly ever want. She literally buys him whatever he wants. Anyways, I really just don't get what this whole family feud is about, because I genuinely need braces and even my dentist agrees with that noted that I really can't even sleep with my mouth closed at night because my overbite is so bad. So obviously it's not a cosmetic thing for me. The cosmetic part is obviously a plus though. So do y'all think, am I the jerk? OP's definitely not the jerk. Sadly, with families, wage disparities happen. When I was a kid, I had cousins whose families were very well off in comparison. There was a time in my life where I just about went homeless while I had cousins who lived in a million-dollar house. I mean, it's just how it is. I didn't get salty because they were better off than I was. Instead of being spiteful, maybe they should be happy that your relatives can afford to get braces. This next story is, am I the jerk for ditching the wedding my parents paid for and getting a loat when my sister announced her pregnancy? The more I think about it, the more I feel bad about it, and the more I feel like a jerk. My whole life, my mother's compared me to my older sister. She would always put her on a pedestal and praise her. I could literally never win with my mother. Nothing was ever good enough. I was constantly criticized for everything. When I got engaged, things changed. My mother was excited and wanted to be involved. My partner and I wanted to elope, but my parents said they'll pay for a small wedding as they paid for my sisters. I finally had the attention I craved from my mother, even if she was judging me for every single thing my sister would make snarky comments i knew she wasn't used to not being the center of attention when it came to our mother on my mendy night while i was getting my mendy done my sister said she had an announcement she announced that after years of infertility she was pregnant everyone was super happy and started congratulating her it was like my mother forgot about me the rest of the evening she neglected me and my sister loved all the attention she was receiving I get that it's exciting she's finally pregnant after how long with the first grandchild, but this was calculated. She purposely did this at my event. Once everyone had left, I contacted my partner to tell him what happened and how upset I was. He understood why I was upset and suggested we go with our original plan and get Islamically eloped. I knew my sister would pull something else at the wedding and my mother hadn't messaged me once. I was tempted but was worried about my parents spending so much money and things being non-refundable so I called my dad. My dad understood how I felt and said to go for it. Luckily we had a daybreak in between my mendi and the nika. My dad contacted the imam and the next day my partner and I went with my dad, my uncle, my partner's brother and uncle to the mosque. We did our nika and then went out to eat. It was honestly perfect, except my mother started calling me, so I blocked her. My partner and I booked a flight to Sydney and left. Once we got there, that's when I unblocked my mother and told everyone on Insta. My and my husband's phones have been blowing up with calls and messages from everyone, calling me immature and a brat for doing what I did and disrespecting my mother. My mother's messages are all about me embarrassing her and everyone gossiping, and all the money she spent and booked on stuff for me. I feel like a jerk because I wasted that money, even though my dad said it was okay and they can still celebrate without us. I feel bad for my husband, everyone's talking about how he married an immature brat. I can't fully enjoy this spontaneous trip, even though my partner and my dad have told me I should block everyone and enjoy my holiday. Maybe I overreacted. Am I the jerk? As far as I see it, I think OP is not the jerk. I don't think they owe anybody anything in this situation. There's been enough time spent for OP on a lower pedestal than everybody else. By all means, they need to embrace and enjoy it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to give my son pants? Today, kids can wear their costumes to school. My son's costume includes a leotard. I got a call around 10 asking me to bring in pants for my son. I was really annoyed because I was at work, but I went home and grabbed some. I got to the classroom and there were SO MANY kids wearing leotards. Not the majority or anything, but a fair number of girls were wearing costumes that had leotards. I went up to the teacher and asked what the issue was. She said that it wasn't appropriate. I pointed out all the girls with leotards and she said that it was fine. I said that if it was fine for them it's fine for him if there's a rule and no leotards wasn't on the guidelines it needs to be enforced equally she said i needed to change him or she was sending him to the office i went to the office myself and got the principal she was really annoyed but eventually agreed to go with me to the classroom she looked at the costume and said it's fine and then left The teacher was clearly frustrated, and when I was leaving, and thanked the principal, she rolled her eyes at me. When I got back to work, I told a friend the story, and she said I was a little over the top. She said the teacher was probably worried something would happen, but that's stupid. If a rule exists, it needs to exist for everyone, not just boys. Was I wrong for taking a stand? Not only is this one of those situations where OP is not the jerk, this is one of those situations where rules are rules actually are in the defense of the people that are trying to get sent to the principal here. There's no language anywhere that says a boy can't wear a leotard, also OP said that their son is 6 years old, so I think it especially should be a non-issue. This next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to be my sister's maid of honor? After she said I can't bring my boyfriend of 10 years and my children to her wedding because we're not married? I, 33-year-old female, have been with my boyfriend, 35-year-old male, for over 10 years now. We have two kids together, twins, aged 8. I have an older sister, 38, Nina, who's getting married to Dan, 37-year-old male. She has a 16-year-old and a 5-year-old from a previous relationship. She's known Dan for about 2 years. Her wedding's in 2 weeks' time. I was meant to be a maid of honor and had my final dress fitting and everything about a week ago. Since Nina's very particular about how she wants her wedding to go, the dresses took 2-3 to months to be made. The maid of honor dress and the bridesmaid dresses are slightly different where the maid of honor dress looks more upgraded compared to the bridesmaid and in closer style to the bride dress. Because I'm her only sister, Nina said she couldn't imagine anyone else wearing the maid of honor dress. Last week, I found out that neither my boyfriend nor my twins are invited to the wedding, as my sister has cancelled their invitations. The wedding is not child-free, since her kids and our nephews and nieces are going to be there. When I've asked her what's wrong, she said she doesn't feel comfortable having my boyfriend at her wedding because we're still not married, and since the twins were born outside of marriage, they can't come in too. I was furious and reminded her that she herself has two kids that were born outside of marriage. This is her first marriage, and she's currently pregnant with another one. Nina said she understood her sins and is working to redeem them, but her word is final. So me, alongside a few other bridesmaids, have pulled out from the wedding and have told her we'll not be coming, since Nina decided to uninvite our boyfriends and kids. I've also said that I won't be giving her my maid of honor dress either, since I've fully paid for it and for all the fittings. My sister called me a jerk and is asking our parents to do something, since she can't have another maid of honor and the dress will take too long to be made and everything's fully paid. Am I the jerk? I maintain that she completely has the right to invite or uninvite anybody, but it's not about their right to, it's about how they did it which is last second uninviting these people and not even giving you an explanation why. The fact that OP had to go pry it out of them like that, it's just over the top in my opinion and I don't blame OP. Our next story is, am I the jerk for calling my daughter's ballet lessons a waste of money in an argument? I, male 31, live with my wife, female 30. We have two kids, a 6 year old female and a 2 year old female. We've recently had a bit of financial difficulty as our rent got increased and my job's been cutting my hours. We aren't struggling to survive, but we need to count our coins before buying any luxuries. I managed to get a second job to make up for the cut hours, but we still need to be very mindful about where our money goes, and I've had a few discussions with my wife about it. My wife is a stay-at-home mom. Our eldest goes to school from 8am to 4pm. My job covers childcare for our youngest and she goes to daycare from 8am to 2pm 3 days a week. I take the kids to school and daycare and my wife picks them up. I noticed some transactions from our shared bank account that were unusual and I asked my wife about it. She explained that she's been taking our youngest to ballet lessons in the afternoons after daycare once a week and each lesson is 30 British pounds. I got annoyed because my wife didn't discuss this with me and 30 pounds a week is quite a bit of money. I asked her to stop taking her to the lessons because we can't afford them, but suggested she look for cheaper activities, preferably something both of our children could enjoy. My wife protested and said that our youngest really enjoys the ballet. She called me a jerk and said that I'm depriving my daughter of something that could help her future and that we can find a way to afford them. I called the lessons a waste of money and told my wife that we're partners and she shouldn't spend large amounts without discussing it especially when we don't have a lot as it is. My wife started crying and said that something that makes our child happy isn't a waste of money. She went into our room and slammed the door, and that was the end of that conversation. Since then, my wife hasn't really been speaking to me, and I wonder if I was the jerk here. I think if at all, if OP can cover these ballet lessons, they should keep going for it, but I think they're not the jerk. Because the issue at hand here is spending that money without ever discussing it, it 100% should have been mentioned. I mean, maybe the wife was afraid of mentioning it because they'd be turned down when they really want to do something nice for their kids. This next story is, am I the jerk for bringing my wheelchair-bound boyfriend to my brother's no plus one wedding? I'm female 31, my brother, male 33, got married days ago. He and his now wife sent me an invitation and mentioned a no plus one rule, meaning that I wasn't allowed to bring my wheelchair-bound boyfriend of four years with me. I tried to discuss an exception for this rule because, for one, my boyfriend is family, and no one would deny that fact. And two, I couldn't find proper arrangements to have someone watch him, I'm his primary caregiver, while I was gone. I brought him with me to the wedding. My brother and his bride were livid and picked up an argument with me about it. My brother said some hurtful stuff, but I was glad he didn't say it in front of my boyfriend. I told him it's not like my boyfriend was making a fuss or being distracting, he just remained quiet and respectful of everyone around him. My brother argued that none of that mattered and that the trust and respect he had for me was gone the minute I decided to stomp on his wedding boundaries and override the rules. My parents understood my side but also said that it was my brother's wedding and I should have respected the rule he had for non-official couples. We've not been talking since the wedding. I tried calling him but kept getting hung up on. His wife texted me yesterday to stop calling. Am I the jerk? It's not like I brought a hyperactive child to the wedding. I think he might have overreacted but I'm not sure. So what I'm struggling with here is... I think OP would completely be the jerk if they just brought their boyfriend along, but this was their boyfriend of four years now? A lot of people are in a very committed relationship that don't get married, and let's not pretend that a 31-year-old being in a relationship of four years is like some insignificant, casual, fling relationship. In my opinion, somebody that's been with another person for four years should be eligible to go with them to the wedding that otherwise was allowing committed partners to come. This might be an unpopular opinion, but I honestly think both sides are jerks here because I think the boyfriend here was serious enough four years to be appropriate enough to bring as a committed partner. But OP obviously disrespected their wishes and also used their status as wheelchair-bound kind of as leverage. That said, our final story of the day is, am I the jerk for clapping back after my friends continually made fun of me for driving an old car? I, female 30, drive a 14 year old Honda. My parents helped me buy it when I was in high school, and I've kept it all these years. It's proven very reliable over the years, and though it's old, it serves its purpose, and I don't really see the point in spending all kinds of money on a new car. I have two friends who always ask me why I drive an old beater when I have a good job and can easily afford a newer or nicer car. Like when I say always, I mean it comes up every time we hang out. I always shut them up and try to change the topic because I don't feel that my financial decisions are anyone's business. I just tell them I plan to drive the car until it dies and then I move on to another subject. Both of these friends drive nice cars. One has an Audi SUV and the other has a BMW SUV that they both bought brand new, but they both live in crappy apartments. And personally, I don't understand why someone would buy a $70,000 plus car when that money could be used towards saving for a home. But like I said, I don't think financial decisions are anyone else's business, so I've never voiced that opinion. Until recently, I just bought a house. My friends were ragging on me saying I'm going to have such a nice house but that I'm going to be parking the old crappy Honda in the driveway. They said it's a shame and will be an eyesore. At that point I said I choose not to buy a new car because frankly cars are expensive. They continued to push the topic and say that they don't understand how they can afford to buy nice cars and I can't. I was getting annoyed at this point and I said well I don't understand how I can afford a house and you guys can't. Maybe it's because of all the money you've wasted on your useless status symbols. I can afford to buy fancy German cars like yours, but it's a bad investment and a waste of money. Shrug. My friends are saying that I'm the jerk for calling their cars useless status symbols because they've worked hard to buy them, just like I've worked hard to buy my house. My comment created a huge rift in the group, but I feel like they should have just stayed in their lane. For people who clearly work so hard on trying to keep their appearances up, they sure as heck don't realize how they're coming across with their words. This is one of those things where regardless of the topic, if somebody keeps ragging on it long enough, just keeps going on and on, you're gonna blow up regardless. I think they had it coming just on being annoying, let alone how little merit their words had. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy am I the jerk here story check out that video on the left. Or, if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands,